0: We know that you wanted to be at the Fight Laugh Feast Conference, but you can't come all the days. We have a day pass where you can come on Saturday where you get to hear great speakers like Pastor Doug Wilson, Pastor Jared Longshore, Pastor Toby Sumter, Cross Politics Live Show with Jason Woodlock and Megan Basham. Join us for the Sabbath Feast where we get to laugh with comedian John Brannion all for the low, low price of $99. Sign up for the day pass, flfnetwork.com. Looking forward to seeing you there at the conference.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politics. Good Tuesday evening. Good to be with you, Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the Waterboy. Are you about to tell Boy. us bad news? We also have uh, so Katie Faust yes. coming up. Yes. Them Before Us. She started a really interesting organization, Them Before Us, and we're going to talk right. to her about why Dave Rubin is wrong. That's where Woo! we're going. This is gonna be a yeah. show. Show.
2: Hey, not so long ago, the American dream was alive. Wrong, wrong, wrong.
0: <laughs> go fight, laugh, and feast. Basically... Come sh- to our conference,
1: <laughs> fight, laugh, feast.
2: Not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Employees who worked hard were rewarded. Employers who who look employers look for people who could do the job, not for people who had the right political views. Red balloon dot work. Is a job site designed to get us back to what mm-hmm. made American businesses mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. Yep. If you're a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not identity politics, mm-hmm. then post a job on redballoon.work. If you're an employee who is being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current zeitgeist, post your resume on redballoon.work and look for a new job. Redballoon.work, the job site where free speech is still alive,
0: redballoon. Dot work. And Andrew will be on the show with us tomorrow. Mignana. The whole yeah, yeah. show. Oh, that would oh. be fun. For beer and
2: song. But I, I see what he's doing. Ah, no, no, right. Thursday. 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 Oh. Thursday. You messed
1: that up. Oh, okay. oh, no. Tomorrow's beer and song. <laughs> he can it's come Thursday. tomorrow, too. <laughs> we'll take him too. Uh, that ad was actually a strategic placement because uh, I don't know of an organization, in, a government organization or an organization that kind of gave way to the COVID mandates and silliness. That is not doing well right now. Well, mm-hmm. even
0: some ones that didn't. Most organizations yeah, that
1: gave in to the COVID silliness are hurting because right. of it. Right. Most of them. You got uh, uh public schools. You got the police. They didn't stand up to it. Mm-hmm. They're hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They're hurting with staffing. Yep. Right now, there's a um uh, the airline industry. Yeah. Is getting hit. Airports right now. We're fixing to travel to Knoxville. Lord yeah. willing, everything goes smoothly. Oh, please right? pray
0: for that trip. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, the airline industries are uh, not just the, the the stewardess are having difficulties, but it's actually like the, the kiosks inside the airports. The no, food, don't have the coffee, they don't have enough people. And, and Some protesting. Some
0: of never came back. Right. And
1: and they're protesting. So, uh, you know, San Francisco International wait, wait, wait.
0: Airport. The kiosk people are protesting? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's how crazy this is getting. Okay. The, 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 what, are they, what are they protesting? Over staffing levels and wages. Oh, yeah. So you got San Francisco International Airport. You got a number of airports national, internationally. They keep hearing yeah.
2: about these go- the government passing trillions
0: and trillions of dollars, and they're like, "Where's my cut?" So when you say staffing, is it the fact they say we're we're low staff, so we're working harder than what we should, yeah. and we're not getting paid for? More, more, right? it, so more. If, and inflation, right? So it's, right, it's a perfect
1: right. it's a perfect storm. Yeah, but think in think, in the front, think in about the this. This yeah. is how dumb we are. Right. In 2020, we shut everything down. Right. Yeah. And 2020, the government gave everybody checks to stay home. Right. In 2020, the, the companies got all sorts of incentives. I need right. uh, Neil. You should have told me to turn off my uh, notifications. And 2020, <laughs> they gave all these companies incentives. Yep. So everyone in yep. 2020 was like, okay, yeah, we're shut down, but we're okay. Right. And now here we are in 2022. Right. And they're and like everyone. What? They're like, wait, you can just print money, and they're going back. They're now they're all going back to work, or uh, some of them are. Yep. Well, yeah. inflation skyrocketing. And now these people that actually went back to work, they're the hard workers. They're the ones right, who actually genuinely right, want to work. Right. A bunch of people are still staying home, not working, because they're still right. working off their government cheese or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect storm. Well, I, yeah. I just read, got done reading an yeah. article talking about this. They were saying it was actually a barber who uh, they talked to him right after Labor Day and said, Hey, you know, uh, the work now is about 60% in offices, 65%. He said what used to be a 20% day a month. It's actually now an eight day month. Really? So whatever money I, I would make in 20 days is down to eight days. Mm-hmm. And because people are actually showing up to office between two and three times a week. Mm. So you shut that down. Then now. So people forget our economic setup is, is developed so that from your house to your office, mm-hmm. Economy is developed through that, right? So you you want food, yeah, you want you clothing, for, you, you want socks, you want coffee, you haircut. want a meal. Hey, I wasn't going to stop there at Dave's, but I want to stop at Dave's because I yeah, like. I might right. want some yep. fishing stuff yep, at right, Dave's, and right. so I'll just stop at Dave's. So, so, right.
1: stop at Dave's. So, so all the amenities between home and work are yes. suffering. So because if you, they aren't going to work.
0: So if you don't go yep, to work, or right. you go there twice, it would well, you to go there four or five times a yep, day, right. a, a week. I'm sorry. And now all of a sudden, those people got to find that money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. The economy is not. In the distance anymore between your job and your home those places got to go
1: but what i want to illustrate and in, in hammered on right now is all the companies that gave in to the covid bs and didn't yes. push back for their employees right and didn't push back against the government That's the silly facts. protocols are the ones that are suffering the most right it's those companies that kind of worked through the pandemic um pushed, illegally yeah, pushed worked, illegally worked through the sta- pandemic stayed might open add. pushed yeah. the limits they're set up way better yeah. You aren't seeing articles about them. You're seeing articles. I mean, United Airlines is right now, um, excuse me, United and Southwest Airlines, they're starting to get protests from their flight attendants. Right. From their flight attendants. Right. They're one of the most abused employees in this whole pandemic were flight fly, attendants. Flight
0: attendants were yes. abused, you said? Yeah. How?
1: They Well, I mean, they, they didn't push back. They could have. But they're, they're
0: trapped. Well, flight attendants were some people I was mad at the most. I know they, they, because they. I, I get it. Remember when the mask came it. off? Mm-hmm. They were all celebrating yep. like they didn't want to do this, yeah. and I'm like, wait a second, you you're the same person that was telling yeah. me mask up to your nose, mask yep. up to your nose. You didn't have to say anything. Yeah. You didn't have to say a doggone no. word. Mm-hmm. So some of y'all took the. No. I, I, no. I don't have that's any. for
1: real. I I grant yeah, you that they deserve. They're kind of eating their pudding a little bit, right? Mm. Um, the uh, Lynn Montgomery, the president of the uh, Union for Southwest Airlines, said that. Um, uh, Lynn said that I've never seen flight attendants so disheartened. After 30 years. Because
0: they turned them into the Gestapo. That's right. part of it. They
1: used them and abused them.
0: Turned them
2: into the Gestapo. And, yeah, and then and then you've got all this inflation. And, and, and then and don't
1: forget, all the people that would not get vaccinated had to go home. Right. You want to know why there's a labor shortage mm-hmm. for- um, flight, no. attendants, Nurses, right. flight, flight attendants. Nurses, flight
0: attendants, yeah. right. cops. And right. some pilots. Because
1: yeah. you all try to force vaccinate them.
0: Right. The, um, and the good I'm, ones- And the
1: smart ones- all stayed all, home. All left.
0: Well, Republic Airways, which operates flights for major airline brands, uh, they actually filed a petition to the FAA to try and cut the time in half in which pilots uh, have to train, train. In, to, in order to be, take flights. Uh-oh. So they wanted. So I think it's average like fifteen hundred hours typically required for mm-hmm. to be able to fly. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, New certification. They want to cut it down to 750 hours of experience. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where, to me, it gets dangerous. Mm-hmm. So they the reason though they want to cut this time down is because of the time they, it takes. They need more pilots. They need more pilots, and they're not getting enough of it. And the pilots were ready to strike again because they're not making enough money. And they well, Remember
1: the pilots we got on. We interviewed Southwest pilots and so oh, forth. Right. Who are getting forced vax policies. Threaten on them, and they push back pretty successfully, yeah, right? Because they just they had about a third of pilots on their side, and yeah. we're, we're just going to stop yeah.
0: flying. This yeah. is this yeah. is where it gets yeah. dangerous to me because they're trying to fill this supply and demand, but they're trying to do it in a way that is not ultimately healthy, right? So you, if you t- cut those hours in half, so this is a fifteen hundred hour rule, right? Um, and it started back in two thousand thirteen, and it happened because it's a crash that killed fifty people, and they realized that the reason these people had this crash wasn't because. Um, they're not skilled. It's because they couldn't pay attention to the warning sign after warning sign. It's like gates. There's gates mm, to problems, mm, uh-huh. and because it was it before that. Uh, you know? I don't. I don't know what it was before that. Uh, I don't think they actually had that rule okay. there, but it was they like have 50 this, hours. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> just get, you just got to parallel park the plane. Right. But that rule is and there. Good. When, when you are talking about flying, to me, it's kind of like a doctor. I want to know that you have the ability and skill set. Yeah. You've done this before. And the thing is, though, is
2: I don't. I, I don't think we need. A, a federal agency doing it
0: well yeah. that's that okay yeah. so this is part the part that drives me nuts instead of paying attention to the 1500 hour rule and saying mm. listen yep. this is really about safety the reason why the FAA said that they would not grant republic's request is because if they did it um other people might other ask airlines would to want. do it yeah. too. and they would lose the power and i was oh, like wait a second yeah. who's yeah. cared about my safety well I, I, if, to be
1: honest i want my pilots to know what a man or a woman is I want my pilots to know that yeah. wearing a mask doesn't work like <laughs> Those are almost basic things I care more, almost about the, you know, a thousand hours versus 500 hours or whatever the standards yeah. are. You know, it's like, because at some level, um, airplanes are more um, uh, computerized than they have. They can kind of self land. You know,
0: no, no, okay. yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Now here's here's the here's the yeah. real problem. The problem isn't that they're more computerized. The problem is the person behind the computer that's important. Yeah. Because again, the reason it got the fifteen hundred hours wasn't because the people weren't skilled or didn't know what was going on. There wasn't computers there. Yeah. It was because they didn't see the warning signs. The Situational computer, awareness, computer stuff. right. There's things that happen behind yeah. the computer or in front of the computer that we need people who are capable to make human judgments for people. Right. Not yep. just right. You know, hey, the computer told me, so, I don't need that guy.
1: So there's a recent study out saying nearly 70% of Americans are looking for extra work to combat inflation. How many? 70% oh, man. of Americans are looking for extra work to combat inflation. Huh. Yeah. Um, 85% of Americans said they've changed their spending habits due to inflation. I know I have. Mm-hmm. I know I have. Uh, 72% say it's impacted the way they view their job, and 57% have sought out new or additional roles in the past year, according to the survey. Right. Um. Biden didn't get elected. He didn't get eighty million votes. Okay. We got yeah, I'm going, I'm going right there. What? He didn't get eighty million <laughs> votes. And I just did a knee. What? <laughs> Whiplash for Toby. We got we got eighty, you know, eighty million people voted 80, for Biden. 81. Right? Eighty one. Right, 81. Thank you for okay. correcting me. I just yeah. want
0: you to know. Eighty one right? million.
1: And here we are in this economy. Trump, Trump, who I don't quote very much, but Trump said if Biden gets elected, watch the stock market crash. Yeah. Seven billion dollars
0: down. No, 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 no. Seven point five trillion dollars ah, pulled missed, out of the stock market. Yeah.
1: Seven trillion dollars down. Yeah, and here we are in this economy. Seven point
0: five. Trillion.
2: But but I will say, you know, I mean, Trump started this.
1: Yeah, he yeah. invited
2: Pau- Fauci in. Yep,
1: yeah, that's right. He
2: and the and they and they passed that yeah. s- those first stimulus, stimulus two stimulus bills and bills Biden and, and, I mean, passed the second one. I mean, they third one. They kind of set yeah. us up. I yeah. mean, I think Biden definitely yeah. – he, he nosed us down
1: Yeah, that's to, right. to
2: take us back to the airplane
1: Oil money. Picture. He didn't get 1,000 hours of training. Because he didn't get his th- – Because <laughs> <president.
2: laughs> No, I mean, because – but I mean, he, like, he ended the, you know, the pipeline. He was actually he, overtrained he, because I mean, he's a lifelong politician. He he's he definitely, yeah. um, you know, in, reinstated all kinds of regulations. He's made yeah. it way harder for our economy to fight back. I mean, it's like we were already going to be having trouble, and that's then right. he threw, like – 500 pound sandbags right. on us.
0: So here's the question. If Trump would have got reelected, do you think that we wouldn't be in the financial downturn that we're in currently right now? I don't know. We, we would still have something. I think there's, we would still, no still have way.
2: something.
1: I just, I would tend to think it would be less severe. Because I, you remember what Biden, one of the reasons why Biden has exacerbated what's going on is he told the oil pipeline to shut down. He told all this productivity yep. to stop. Yep. To stop. Sure. And inflation, and th- what Trump...
2: I think, yeah, I think we're going to still have yeah. a problem, though, because yeah. we shut it down. And yeah. Trump shut it down. Yeah. I, mean, tr- I mean, at least under Trump. But remember, the, one of the ways you
1: come out of inflation is you work harder, right. and Biden's shutting down all right. his productivity, and I, and which and is exacerbated. I think, which I think is we still would have yeah.
2: had a, a blip. I think we still would have had a downturn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's likely that with Trump's more free market economics and we- deregulation mm-hmm. and allowing people mm-hmm. to get back to work, I think that would have happened faster. I think it's likely that... Uh, we would have been able to catch up with that downturn. Yeah, yeah they, they were faster. The, one side, w-
0: while you have a hole in the in the in the tub, you still have water being poured in at the right, same time. Right, so we right. probably wouldn't. And have I think noticed it. Is it, it up more than
1: what's happening yep. right now with Biden. So Governor Yonkin got elected. Yeah. Okay, he was Virginia kind of part of the red, you know, kind of initial red wave, hmm. um, <laughs> and if you want to call it that, I don't know. Yeah. But I call that the purple wave. Well, he yeah. was one of the first <laughs> facts. <laughs> he was one of the first. Um, uh, competitive states to go Republican after Biden got elected. So right. you remember, they right. always kind of look at certain. Well, certain he, he kind of rode measures. the
2: wave of of uh, the the protests C- could could CRT and the schools and, and the and the guys that we had on. Um, what were, were the guys yeah. with, with the you know the the tranny in the bathroom that was that, oh, that assaulted oh, yeah. the
1: John and uh assaulted the, the guy's the daughter, guy, right? The plumber, the plumber and, guy, and, yeah. and people said you know we're protesting against that, like the the the, the, the trannies in the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So he's actually following through with some of his promises oh, in Virginia. Wow. So he's – I think Winsome's behind that, but – he might be right. You might be right. Because so, <laughs> we like Winsome. We Winston like Sears, Winsome. Yeah. Um, so he's signing uh, legislation or, or, or actually removing some po- current policies in education that protect – or how they wrote how they the language. They pre- protect transgender students. So the legislation he's rolling uh, back yeah. is the bathroom policies. Uh, yeah? So you, you got to use the bathroom uh, based off your own sex. And <laughs> here's your right now there's, there's walkouts today. So this is actually oh. footage of walkouts today of all okay. these this students who yeah. I don't think they really know what they're protesting, right, which is right. probably, which is yeah. sad. Right. Um, and then but the second.
2: Yeah, how much does it take to
0: get kids to walk out of their school? Yeah. I, well, yeah
1: especially but, public schools. Yeah. It's kind of like a jail cell in there, and then I'll walk out. Uh, yeah.
0: So I was wondering how many of those kids have Christian parents? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was wondering if you want to Probably get,
1: about as many kids that have masks on in there uh what? <laughs> there's a lot of kids that got masks on but right.
0: I think they but this is a if you ever guess I need to go watch Malcolm X if you want to know who's in charge yeah. look who's kind of controlling all this crap if they they got your kids
1: yeah
0: the, the teachers Walking are saying hey right the now? teachers don't have a problem uh-huh. with this this is right. if this is the more morality of the Virginia right then yeah who cares if Yunkin's yeah. in office? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're you're corroded all the way down. Right. If this is what they got, right? Well, that's that's bad stuff.
1: Good on Yokin for acting fall, out, following through. through. I'm happy with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that he he he's signing back or dialing back is that the parents um, have to consent to their kids' pronoun change or name change at school.
2: Well, you know, this is. This is where yeah. we've gotten in public yeah. education. Katie uh, Faust! Katie <laughs> yeah.
0: Faust! Yeah. I got Coming I'm up. not gonna say it because what I want to say is like, yeah. up next on Cross Politics.
2: <laughs> then before us. Why we need a global children's rights
3: movement. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away, or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.
0: Home, it's where you build your legacy. Where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country.
1: Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow relocation guide.
0: Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at StoryRealEstate.com and start building your legacy. So, Katie's book. Uh, hey. How to turn
1: 25 million in real estate to 25 in cash? What is that the book? Is what? that what we're talking about? We aren't.
0: Okay, no. Well, that's yeah. the other way around. That was, that was a
1: good joke, though. No, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. You must
0: be working for Biden. Welcome
2: back to Cross CrossPolitik on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. And as always, we apologize for Gabe. Yes. Hey,
1: let's take a, Beforehand.
2: take a minute and talk about the Fight Laugh Feast Club membership by joining the Fight Laugh Feast Army.
1: Come Not on, only now.
2: will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media. So bad. But you'll also get access to content placed in our club portal, such as past shows, all our conference talks. And exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Like live stream of the conference? Yeah, and but and every day we usually take our guests or talk about what we're talking about on the news. Yeah, for backstage. 10, 15 backstage, minutes. Backstage, yeah. Lastly, you also get discounts at our conferences. You can get $100 off. So, join. Go to fightlefteast.com and sign up now. We're really grateful to have with us Katie Faust, founder and director of Them Before Us. She received her undergraduate degree in political science and Asian studies at Saint Olaf College, and then received a Fulbright scholarship to Taiwan. Wow! She is married to a pastor. Hey, and the mother of four children. How about that, Katie? Oh, please, thank you for joining us on Cross Politics.
4: Yeah, so good to be with you guys. Uh, thank you so much for shepherding all of the people that have left my church in Seattle and joined your church.
1: <laughs> Are you guys? Your husband's through? like, come on! You're talking <laughs> yeah. to the people that take all our people. <laughs> Come that's on. Right. You gonna do that? Hey, Katie, um, then before us, is that your personal pronouns?
4: Oh, yes. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Your highness is what I go by.
2: Your... <laughs> Very good. Write that down. This is, this don't, is, don't forget. Don't that. forget. Okay. Yeah. Katie, um, for real. You begin your book arguing and that children have natural rights. In fact, actually, that's the subtitle, Why We Need a Global Children's Rights Movement. What does that mean? Why and why begin there?
4: Yeah. Um, well, because children actually do have rights. And we've understood that for a long time in the conservative and pro life world because we have argued on behalf of children's natural right to life. Our nation was founded not on political rights, but on natural rights. The founders appealed to the natural, self evident rights that all men are created equal and then the enumer- enumerated rights that go along with that, right? So children actually do have a right to life. And the same reasoning and natural law kind of philosophy that would lead you to defend that fundamental natural right, even if culture and even if laws don't recognize it. Also point to the fact that children have a natural right to their own mother and father. When you understand that, um, when you understand the benefit that brings to children, you actually answer every big question about marriage and family that we're facing today. So that is what we do at Them Before Us, is we frame all of these marriage and family issues from same-sex parenting to divorce, to reproductive technologies, to adoption, really around children's rights. And then insist that all adults, single, married, gay, straight, fertile, and infertile, bend to those fundamental child rights.
2: Okay. So connect a couple of these dots for me real quick. So you went from right to life, which I I get to, Mm -hmm. you said the right to a mother and father. How'd you get there?
4: Yeah. Well, Because when you observe the natural world and then you use reason, what you find is children, like all of us, have a right to life. That is something that's affirmed through scripture, but you don't need scripture to figure that out, right? Scripture will affirm all that is true and good in the natural world. And that is what we call natural law or natural rights. But that same kind of reasoning also shows you that children come from a man and woman. The social science tells us that being raised by that man and woman is the most likely scenario where children are to be safe and loved. Those are the two adults most connected to, invested in and protective of kids. Those two adults also give children something they crave that is their biological identity, and safeguarding a relationship with those two adults also grants children the perfect gender balance in the home every time, right? Children get access to both mothering and fathering, which is very different from one another and children crave and benefit from. So we take this framework of children's right to life because most conservatives are familiar with that. And we say, look, if you're good at defending kids, their fundamental child right Take that mentality over into the marriage and family world and start defending kids there, too.
1: So, Katie, what, what have you found with this natural rights argument? Mm-hmm. Um, it, do, you, do you find that you reach kind of a broader audience than just with like a biblical argument? Or, I mean, why, why focus so much on the natural right argument with what you're doing?
4: Yeah, it's true. It's effective. And it's secular. Um, I'm a pastor's wife. Like you said, I carry my Bible with me everywhere I go. I read the Bible with nearly every woman that I'm with. It is my supreme authority. But when I first started talking about these issues, I learned that you really don't move the needle with non-believing friends or culture at large when you use arguments like God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, right? That really doesn't do much in terms of advancing your argument. But when you do say you know, when kids lose a relationship with their father, it actually shortens the length of their telomeres, the mm-hmm. end caps of their chromosomes. It actually shortens a child's lifespan when they lose a relationship with their dad, mm. right? That's something where ki- people go, wait a second, why? Because now you are appealing to a universal authority, right? Mm-hmm. The authority of the natural world. And it is going to perfectly align with God's word because they have the same author, mm-hmm. right? So it really is a tactical decision, right? Because it is going to appeal to the broadest audience, um, and we're going to use a universal authority, which is the natural
1: world. I got, I got two more follow up questions. Oh, you're I'm, just gonna hog yeah, the mic. Yeah, I'm, I'm you're gonna, just do gonna it. you just gonna hug it. Yeah. Um, you've. I, I saw no, some interviews with you in some it. It. international settings, and uh, and um, uh, maybe it was, a, it was another country or there's it was kind of a foreign setting. Uh, and and it sounds so. It sounds like you know them before us. What you've been doing there is kind of getting you all over the place, not just here in the U.S.
4: All over the place. The book came out last year. We have five, five already foreign rights contracts for the book, right? It's already being published in five different languages, Mm -hmm. which is pretty unusual, um, you know, for any book, especially in the first year. Why is that? Because the rights of children are being threatened globally. Mm -hmm. And the same forces that seek to undermine a child's claim and right to their own parents, the same forces that seek to redefine the family, the same marketplaces that seek to commodify children through reproductive technologies are global. Mm -hmm. And these, because Mm -hmm. children are the same in Seattle and Singapore, you can use these arguments everywhere, right? Every child throughout the world only gets their biological identity from the two people responsible for their existence. Every child throughout the world is going to long for and wonder, where is my dad mm-hmm. if he abandoned them, mm-hmm. right? So because these are these are not arguments that are specific to one country or one race, because human children are the same everywhere, we can defend them in the same way all across the globe. So yes, I've been to Albania and mm-hmm. Budapest this year, The the... Interviews that you saw were probably from Australia a couple of years ago, okay. um, but we are translating our work into as many languages as possible. Um, we've got our website available in 10 languages right now. This is an all out assault on what it means to be a child. Um, their well-being is genuinely under threat and ordinary people in- and. Yeah. Countries all across the world are rising up to defend them.
1: So I don't have a problem with the natural right argument. I mean, I think there's a biblical basis for a natural right argument, but I think it's a biblical basis because if, if you still don't base your natural right argument in the Bible, well, then you're going to come up against you know the evolutionary framework, which has its own natural right mm-hmm. argument. You know why why should we kind of sign off to your natural right argument versus over the evolutionary framework natural right argument? And I'm I'm posing this question as someone who's against evolutionary framework. I'm I'm, I'm just, uh, be, but I think that if we don't, if we try to distance our natural right arguments from the Bible, then we're just going to be fighting natural rights versus natural rights versus our definition of natural rights against everybody. And no one's getting, it, it's just going to be a circular argument between a circular fight really between two people.
4: So when we talk about natural rights, we're actually talking about a specific school of philosophy called natural law, mm-hmm. right? So this is a pretty well-established and well-accepted line of reasoning, even, even among Protestants, right, going back yeah. centuries, right. This Calvin, um, Luther also talked about the importance of natural law. So this is not in competition at all with biblical truth. Um, and if you want to talk about evolutionary truth, bring it. The evolutionist, the truth that we know about evolutionary biology, tells us that children do best when they are raised with their own mother and father. In fact, the evolutionary uh, biologists are the ones that primarily have looked at the risk that pose that are posed to children when they are raised by non-related adults, especially unrelated men. Why? Because you look at the natural world, you look at other species, and what happens You know, when a new um, lion takes over the, the harem of lionesses, right? What do they do first? they kill all the children that aren't related to them because there's no evolutionary benefit in investing into something that's not your own genetic offspring. So honestly, I'll I'll take you wherever you want to go. How do you want to argue this? You want to argue this based on scripture? You want to argue this based on natural law? You want to talk about the evolutionary basis for the importance of children being raised by the We can go there because the natural world supports everything that is in that book. And um the only thing that doesn't is the ideology that existed has existed for historically about five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. That's the yep. only thing that's going to counter yep. the arguments in this book.
0: Yep. Your Highness, if I might um, interrupt a you may. You may. Thank you. <laughs> oh wow, uh, wow. Yeah. She, she granted. Yeah, thank you. She uh, granted. <laughs> can, can let's talk about adoption real quick because I think right now you see um, in adoption people are just looking for places for these kids to have homes, someone to love them. Are you making the argument uh, that even if it it's better for kids to be in an adoption home rather than be in a same-sex relationship uh, Mm -hmm. home, something like that, because you got two people who are loving them. You got two people who are caring for them. Their Mm -hmm. parents are there. Yeah, mom and dad started this and they had the baby, but they didn't love them. And you have two people right here that are willing to love them. So are you saying that it's better for them not to have a home?
4: Mm, Yeah, very good. And this is a really common objection. This is actually a very common tactic Mm -hmm. that the left is going to use, right? They're going to pull out what what are called edge cases. They'll find the very extreme edges. They do this in abortion too, right? They want to talk about rape and incest, not the 99% of unplanned pregnancies that result from consensual sex, right? So here's one of the most uh, common edge cases that are brought up in the case of family structure. You're saying the kids should be with their abusive biological parents Mm. versus this loving gay couple that just wants to give them a good home, right? So let's talk about that. Chapter two in our book is about why biology matters in the parent child relationship. And there is no statistical case to be made that unrelated adults, on the whole, are going to provide more investment, time, security, connection, and protection for kids. Biology grants children a measure of state safety that so far no other arrangement has been able to grant children, including adoption, including adoption screenings. I'm an adoptive mom. I worked at the largest Chinese adoption agency in the world. I have walked the floors of orphanages overseas and watched kids who are suffering without parents. I am an advocate for adoption, but not even adoption and adoptive parents and the systems we've put in place to try to ensure that children have that same level of love and provision has been able to be matched by adoptive parents. So first of all, we can talk about the edge cases, but first we establish the rule. Mm. The rule is Biological parents advantage children in ways that unrelated adults generally do not. Now, let's talk about exceptions, because there are exceptions. There are exceptional step-parents who are filling the gap of a negligent biological parent. They deserve our recognition and our support. But this idea that there's all these abusive biological parents, and we can just transport them to angelic same-sex homes, that actually goes against what we know about biology, kinship, protectiveness and child abuse and neglect, honestly. So there are some cases where perhaps in an adoptive situation, because there are times where kids need to be removed from their home. I would note that when it comes to children in foster care, a minuscule number of those kids have been removed from the home of their married biological mother and father. Nearly 100% of the cases are being removed oftentimes from the mom's home when she has a cohabiting live-in boyfriend, Mm -hmm. right? It is biology and the lack of biology that actually puts those kids at risk for abuse and yep. neglect and if you want to fact check me google the words mother's boyfriend right now and then come back and repent for your sins okay <laughs> 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 you cannot make the case otherwise uh-huh. so in the case of kids where they need to be adopted unfortunately we live in a broken sinful fallen world and sometimes kids need to be adopted my son was one of those He lived in an institution for his first two years of life. His parents abandoned him. We have no identifying information. It was an orphanage or adoption. Those Mm -hmm. were his two choices. He deserved adoption. I didn't have a right to adopt him. He had a right to be adopted, right? And that is the difference between adoption and these reproductive technologies. Adoption is child-centric. The child is the client in adoption. So in those situations, you say, Who is the best parents? What is the best placement for this child? Whenever possible, it is a home where the child can have maternal love and paternal love because kids crave being loved by a mom and loved by a dad. Sometimes you cannot find that. Sometimes maybe a same sex couple is the only couple that's available for that child. But it's not because they have a right to adopt and it's not because any two will do. It's because in that specific situation, that child, that those two adults are the best placement for the child. So um, we can talk about edge cases, but first you have to agree with the rule. And the rule is that overwhelmingly biological parents advantage children.
0: All right. We got to talk about that. We're going to hang yeah. around for some more yeah. in, the, in the backstage. All right. Hey, uh, them before us at Amazon, you can go grab it. You should go grab it. I'm going to grab one cuz I don't have one. So stick around <laughs> with this if you want to talk talk to more with Katie. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is cross politics.
5: Meet Big Ed. He has a tax-funded taste for children. Big Ed knows that the best grooming starts early. He has a plan for your preschoolers, a plan to gender confuse your grade schoolers. But if you think his grooming stops there, you have not been paying attention. Big Ed wants to liberate your daughters from old fashioned ideas like, well, you already know. Big Ed has dorm rooms ready for you in prison buildings of learning and professors standing by dedicated to grooming young adults in doubt and unbelief. After all, he is the gatekeeper of this brave new world. And if you want a job, you'll need to pay him with years of your life for a permission slip. Yeah, whatever. You think David paid Goliath for a certificate in giant management before those two squared off? Did Luther major in theses? Was George Washington summa cum laude and empire repellents, while Jefferson focused on ag with a minor in declarations? When the world needs saving, meaningful vocations abound for those who are truly prepared. And the truth is, despite Marxist advances, this is still America, and Big Ed is still a voluntary opt-in. So don't. Not at any level. Not preschool, not middle school, not college. It isn't complicated. When Big Ed offers you free candy, stay away. You'll thank us later. We know it's crazy, but run with us here. Men and women were created in the image of God. You don't need a government certificate of faux learning for personal validation or permission to work. You were born with divine permission to pursue knowledge and understanding, truth, goodness, and beauty. And at New St. Andrews College, we are committed to helping students do just that to their fullest potential. In an age dominated by chaos, when learning is on a choke leash controlled by Big Ed and his many strange friends, ours is an education for outlaws, an education for men and women committed to building a beautiful and free society in the ruins of the Western world. When thinking is outlawed, only outlaws will think. Yes. Big Ed hates what we do, but his hatred brings us joy. New St. Andrews College, liberal arts for outlaws, mind, body,
1: and soul.